Hello and welcome to my fifth podcast for teachers in the early years of their career. My name's Rebecca Roach and I've been teaching for 22 years in schools in London and South Wales. For many years I've coordinated school support for learners who receive free school meals. In that time I've learned that free school meal pupils are not a homogenous group. Some are mat learners, some have additional learning needs, some hate school, some love school, some have very poor attendance, while others have 100% attendance. Some have very difficult home circumstances, while others have very stable loving families. Therefore, we have to see them as individual pupils and support them on an individual basis according to their needs. Firstly, as an NQT or new teacher, do you know which pupils are FSM? You need to find out and make a note of any particular circumstances or needs that would be helpful to you as a classroom teacher. Your heads of year or pastoral team in your school will be a fount of knowledge about individual pupils and their home circumstances. You don't need to learn the full family history of every single free school meal pupil you teach, But sometimes being aware that maybe someone's dad has just lost their job or knowing a pupil takes their younger siblings to school in the morning can explain certain behaviour and put things in context. Although we need to look at each pupil on an individual basis, I do think that there's an overall framework that we can use to guide our support, which I'll explain now. I attended an excellent Closing the Gap conference many years ago, and whilst I can't remember who the keynote speaker was, I do remember what he said. He felt our learners dealing with poverty and deprivation needed schools that would aim to match their experience with the experience of other children. You know, if my daughter was struggling with GCSE maths, I might buy her some revision guides and even maybe get her a tutor to help her. And outside of school, I might pay for music lessons or karate lessons and do trips to museums and visit new places in the holidays. And when she's in year 12, I might take her to university open days and help her to complete her UCAS form because she assumes she'll get the chance to go to university as everyone in the family has a degree. So he felt that there should be three main aims for schools. One to support learning, two, provide enrichment activities, and three, encourage aspirations. These are actually things that we should be working towards for all our learners. So this is a good framework to have, not only for the SLT, but right across the staff. We can consider whether in our lessons we're supporting learning, whether we're providing enrichment and encouraging aspirations. So let's look at each of these in turn to understand how we can remove those barriers to learning. So number one is supporting learning. How can we do this as classroom practitioners? For free school meal learners, this might involve providing resources and equipment. 
At one point in my school, lots of free school meal pupils were getting negative logs on SIMS for not having equipment. So many teachers in my school now have a pot of pens on their desk that can be borrowed to avoid situations like this. It's really simple, but it just means that there's no barrier if a pupil walks through the door and hasn't got a pen on them. We also considered homework and whether what homework we set um, you know, involves resources that the pupils may not have at home. So for example, the history department set a lovely homework project to build a castle. And we realized that for some of the free school meal pupils, um, this was really difficult because, you know, they didn't have things like glue and paint at home. So the history teacher now has a box in the corner of her room with lots of spare cardboard and things they can use. And she provides her room at lunchtime um, so that the free school meal pupils can go and build their castle in school time rather than at home if they want to. In my school, we also provide a free scientific calculator for all Key Stage 4 FSM pupils. And we also have exam equipment packs, which we give out before GCSE exams. And they give in their phone and in exchange, they get uh, an equipment pack uh, and they get their phone back at the end when they bring the, the pack back to us. You know, we're, we're trying to think, is there anything that will stop this child taking part in this lesson or completing this exam, and then we provide what they need. Supporting learning might also involve, um, you know, buying revision guides um, for individual pupils or offering revision sessions. One year, I realised that the free school meal pupils were not attending the after school revision. And when I investigated further, I realised that they couldn't get home after revision because they'd missed their free school bus and there was no one at home that could pick them up after school. And so we put on a free school minibus to take the pupils home after revision to encourage them to attend. The other thing for form tutors to consider is basic needs. Your learners will struggle to learn if their basic needs are not met. Our brains focus on food, warmth and safety as a priority over learning. So if a pupil hasn't had breakfast or if they're worrying about a classmate threatening them or being told off for not having correct uniform, then they will not be able to fully focus on, you know, trying to learn the periodic table in science. I've worked with lots of different pupils and, you know, come across situations where a child uh, was sleeping on her uncle's sofa and so she was getting very little sleep. Uh, another child who had to share socks with her older brother because she didn't have her own. If your school has a strong wellbeing focus, you may have systems in place to tackle these issues, such as breakfast clubs, spare uniform, staff on the door to pick up on pupils who arrive at school but don't look ready to learn and need nurture time. So my message about supporting learning is to try and look at the pupils as a whole individual person and just to be on the lookout for anything that might be stopping them from being able to fully engage in a lesson and to fully engage their brain in learning.
Number two on the framework is to provide enrichment activities. As a classroom teacher, it's useful to be aware of pupils who may benefit from financial support to go on trips that you organise. The Go and See grant from the Arts Council of Wales has been great to provide funding for visits to arts events, theatres and galleries. So go online and have a look at that. In my school, we've always heavily subsidised music lessons for free school meal pupils. And we have a special fund that teachers can use to financially support other enrichment activities. Aim to make clubs as accessible as possible. Each school context is different. For example, my learners in my school tend to prefer clubs at lunchtime, as many get school buses home after school. Number three on the framework is to encourage aspirations. So I think an important role of schools is to encourage wider aspirations and to widen pupils' experience and knowledge of what possibilities are out there and available to them. You might do this firstly by making your lesson activities relevant to everyday life experience. And a big focus of the new curriculum for Wales is real life authentic experiences. So this is going to be a great place to start. You might also talk about job opportunities and careers. Why not invite some speakers or visitors from your local community to come in and talk to pupils and expand their knowledge of careers relating to your subject? A great thing to do is to ask ex-pupils to come back to school and talk to your current learners. How about taking pupils to university open days or giving them information about local apprenticeships? Sixth formers may also value talks about funding, grants and loans available. There's so much that we can do to help pupils think about their future and what is possible. In conclusion, I would like to recommend a document written by Children in Wales Charity. It's called the Price of Pupil Poverty Guide and it's full of really useful things that teachers could get ideas from and some helpful case studies. It's been really difficult to condense down everything that I've learnt into 10 minutes but I hope these three things, one, supporting learning, two, enrichment and three, encouraging aspirations can give you a framework to consider what support you can offer. My next podcast will be advice for formal lesson observations with a specific focus on ideas for plenaries. <music>